Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Getting Animated. I'm your host, Destiny, so let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. First things first, I just want to say I hope your week is going good. Mine has been going really good. I have had a lot of work to do, just remote stuff, and um, I'm finally hitting the end streak of it all. Tomorrow, I am going to be at Holiday Matsuri, and then on Sunday, I am going to be attending Anime and Trap Music. So, if you're going to be at either one of those functions, or both of those functions, let's hang out, say hi, talk to me, let's take pictures, let's do all the snazzy stuff we got going on. Uh, So, on this week's episode, there isn't going to be a news portion of the show. Typically, as you guys all know, if this is your first time with us, uh, hi! (laughs) Um, Usually, I do a news segment part of the show, but because it was a slow news week and I felt like I could basically make the whole episode suffice on what I'm about to talk about I felt like it wasn't really necessary to throw in like one or two news articles in there so if you do want to see some news stuff definitely follow me on Instagram getting animated because I'm always constantly posting if you're interested in industry news So with that being said, since there isn't going to be any anime news this week, let's jump right into topic time. And this week, I will be reviewing Liz and the Bluebird. Yes. So I finally got to watch Liz and Bluebird. It's one of the biggest movies that has come out in 2018. Everyone has raved about it. Everyone has talked about it. And I finally got to watch it. And I definitely wanted to do a review for you guys. Now... If you haven't seen Liz and the Bluebird yet, do not worry because there will not be any spoilers in this episode. It will just be me and how I feel and little snippets of like the story and behind the scenes stuff. But nothing that will take away from the movie and your whole experience when you do get to watch the movie. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. So let's get started. So you might be wondering... What is Liz and the Bluebird? Now, Liz and the Bluebird is about two characters from Sound Euphonium, Nozomi and Mizore. It's their senior year together, and it's their last year going to competition together. The piece that the band decided to play is based off a fairy tale called Liz and the Bluebird. Now, Liz and the Bluebird almost mirror Nozomi and Mizore. Liz and the Bluebird is about... A girl named Liz who's more quiet, lives on her own. She does her very day-to-day by-the-book lifestyle. She lives in a very um, beauty and the beast type of field. And she lives in the woods on her own. Then one day, it was raining really bad. The rain ended up stopping and she finds a girl who's injured right in front of her house, basically. So she runs out. She's like, oh no, can I help you? This super beautiful bubbly girl ends up living with her and they become friends and it turns out that that girl is actually a magical bird and she basically was visiting Liz to become friends with her so when I say that Liz and the blue bird the fairy tale mirrors Nozomi and Missouri's friendship it's almost identical 
Liz is reserved, she's quiet, she's more to herself, and that's how Nozore is. And Nozomi is literally a bluebird, she's a free spirit, everyone wants to be friends with her, she wants to be friends with everybody, she's just one of those people who literally when they walk into a room they light it up. And to Nozore, Nozomi is her whole world. To put in context if you haven't watched sound euphonium i highly recommend it i think i did an episode about it but sound euphonium is such a great show and to be quite honest with you nozomi and missouri probably have i don't know two episodes that are dedicated to them they're very much background characters however uh, when you do meet them you do meet their story you do love them they might even become your favorite but basically, Missouri started band because Nozomi was like, hey, you know, I don't ever see you talk to anybody. Do you have a club? It seems like you're just going to go home. Why don't you join band with us? And Missouri was so captured by Nozomi's personality, she ended up joining band. And turned out she's like a badass player. Like, she's really good at this. And their friendship is a very unique one. Because at first, it seems like Nozomi doesn't really care about Missouri as much as Missouri cares about her. It almost feels like Nozomi is very selfish. And I thought that watching Sound Euphonium, and then as I started watching Listen to the Bird, I, I ended up disliking her um, because I just couldn't get my head around why she acted that way towards a friend. But I don't know, maybe I was tripping, but there was just something about the way that she treated her friend. But when you're friends with everybody, little situations don't seem as big as it would if that was someone's best friend. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for example, if we're best friends and you do something to upset me, like, you don't say hi to me or, you know, you forgot to call me back last night. Let's just say that was the situation. Because you have so many other friends, it doesn't seem like that big a deal. But if you were my only best friend or my one best friend, it seems like, well, why didn't you call me back? Or at least text me and say, hey, you didn't call me back. You know, things like that. So there was a little bit that I started learning about the characters when I was watching Liz and the Bluebird. Now, the film was directed by Nakeo Yamada. Now, I have spoke about Yamada before. I did a little short, uh, like, blurb video about her where I was just, like, basically saying happy birthday to her. She is my favorite director. And if you don't know what she's directed, she directed A Silent Voice. She also did Tamako's Love Story. Um, she's also done, I think, little, little episodes in Sound Euphonium along with uh, some Tamako Market stuff as well she's very unique every time you watch her stuff she always includes um hand shots and leg shots and she's she's just so talented Yamada is a visionary and to be quite honest she's the reason why I started looking up who made anime because at first if I loved the series I was just like okay I love it I love this character I love this you know this part I love certain things about the show but I never went out of my way to say okay well who created this who's making the stuff that I love but every time that I would watch something that Yamada did the way that it made me feel and the way that 
it touched me. Like, I never forget when I went to go see um, A Silent Voice. And after seeing that movie, it changed my life. It was one of those things that I just could not get over. It instantly became one of my favorite movies. I watched it like five billion times. And I remember wanting to know more. Like, I wanted to know who directed it, who created the music for it, who did this, who did that. There was just so much into it. And I wanted to know every single person who worked on it because it made me feel so differently than I've ever felt about any other anime that I've seen. You can very much tell this is a Yamada film. There's lots, there was a lot of like shots in this. Um, I was actually, was thinking like every time a leg shot, I was like, ah, Yamada. Like at one point I almost thought there was too much leg shots, but when I, every time I rewatch the movie, it makes sense on why she did it and why she put it there because you can really tell a lot by the way someone's standing. You know, if someone's putting their feet inward, you can kind of tell that they're nervous about something or excited about something when they're standing on their heels, things like that. And little details was really brought out in Liz and the Bluebird. The animation is completely different than Sound Euphonium. If you compare the two of them, you're kind of like, what happened and I'm not gonna lie to you I was completely flabbergasted when I saw the new design of the characters I was like what is this it's not gonna be the same I was I was really upset I honestly thought it was gonna take away from the movie and I was really really worried and then as I started watching it I'm actually really glad that they went through this they went through with that design because it made the girls more feminine in my eyes they looked a lot older they looked a lot simpler. I felt like emotions were made a lot louder because the animation was so much simpler. You know, it's like if you put an abstract painting or something and then you throw like yellow ink on it, it makes it stand out a little bit more even though it's so simple and that's kind of how I felt. The emotions of each character were made just so much louder than they typically are if they were in the other Form. So I'm glad that they went that way with the animation. You guys know how I feel about Kyoto animation and the way that they illustrate their characters and the way that they put little details in there. And I felt like with this particular movie, there were so many little details that I had to watch the movie over and over and over again in order to pick up on all the little details. Now, let's talk about music for two seconds. The music in this film was probably just as important as the main characters. Now, the whole movie is set at school. There's no going home like in Sound Euphonium or even in A Silent Voice. They were able to go to like an amusement park. You know, the whole movie is shot in the school. So that can be kind of like uh, the, the scenery can kind of make you feel um, bored, you know, especially since they're always at school. You've seen the school a million times in the anime you can almost be like okay well why did they keep it all at the school and to be quite honest I'm glad that they did it was perfect the music and the setting went hand in hand little things like tapping on the board or the footsteps on the floor all of that was important in this movie and I've never watched a movie where I was so in tune on listening to the music as I was watching the film. Like, I've seen Marvel movies, I've seen 
you know, romance movies where you kind of pay attention to the music, but that's not the main focus. But in Losing the Bluebird, they take the music and the characters and literally combine them in one where you almost feel like you couldn't have one without the other. And I thought that was such a clever and amazing thing because Lord knows, like, I've watched the movie a million times and my ears perk up every time I watch it because I'm I'm so tuned in into everything that's going on. And Kensuke Ushio, who also did the music for A Silent Voice, did the music for Lives in the Blue Bird. And when I was doing research on this particular podcast and trying to learn more about the behind the scenes, it was said that him and his team would literally go around the school tapping on walls, p- rustling papers, sliding doors, just so they could take that sound and transfer it into music onto the movie like it was just such a clever and beautiful thing how they were able to take ink and splash it on paper so they could go ahead and basically turn it into a sound to be used for the film like I thought that was beyond incredible and amazing and so talented and I couldn't uh, when I was looking into all the hard work that they put into this film it completely shows and I want to say Liz and Bluebird is anime movie of the year. I don't care what anybody says. I know there was some awesome movies that came out this year. And I know like next year Broly is coming out. The Dragon Ball Z movie. Everyone's going to be talking about that. But Liz and the Bluebird definitely deserves anime movie of the year. Because it was just on point with every little thing that they had going for it the story itself about opening up yourself before you can open up to others and how it is so important to come to terms with your feelings because if you don't and you let it sit in this in this funky airspace and you don't come to terms with it how ugly it can get and how it's just one of those things where your feelings are just important as your friend's feelings and you need to acknowledge your feelings first before you can acknowledge anybody else's and with that type of story and the music and the animation wrapped up all together in this like beautiful little bow (laughs) I can't get over how much I love this film and how much I think it deserves anime movie of the year I don't care if nobody else gives it to it just know that I'm giving it to it So that's it for this week's episode of Getting Animated. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, It's kind of a short one because there's no anime news, da-da-da-da. But like I said, I'm going to be at Holiday Matsuri on Saturday, which is tomorrow. Um, And I will be at Anime and Trap Music on Sunday. So if you're there, come say hi to me and Javon. We're both going to be there. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye.